Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Welcome to Records and Fans. I'm Rob. This week, Sam is joining me as we try to pin down our favourite albums from that mid-90s wave of punk that burst out of the west coast of America and influenced the punk scene for the next almost 30 years. Yeah, just one thing before we carry on. Do I not get a nice little intro on this episode? Or No. Oh. Okay, you can if you want. No, 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 no. Don't worry about right. it. Right. <laughs> Joining me today... Star of the rancid song "The War's End." <laughs> little Sammy was a punk rocker, and he's joining me on the Records and Bands podcast. Not so little these days. <laughs> <laughs> we used to sing that to you all the time when you're tiny. Yeah, don't think I was how ever tiny. Been, how old have you been in ninety four, ninety five? Like Nineteen ninety four, I would have been eight years old. Right. Okay. Yeah. Baby. Mm. So this sort of wave was my entry into punk. And it was definitely the cliche of Green Day and Dookie. And very soon that led to Rancid and Bad Religion. And then I think I said on a previous episode, I went from Rancid and Bad Religion and that back to The Clash and yeah. The Damned. Well, I did have a real phase at one point. Of, I really loved The Damned at one point. That's all I would listen to for a while. Went to see him, didn't we? Yeah, that was amazing. Nearly gig. died, didn't we? Nearly died on the way. <laughs> I'm sure that story's been told. I think on it has, yeah. That, yeah. That, that should probably be on the last episode. As well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, but like, I think I said on the um, other episode about 1977, like, in the same way that Pearl Jam opened the door to Neil Young, Tim Armstrong opened the door to Joe Strummer and The Clash for me. Yeah, I think similarly, being in the house together at that sort of time, just about still, it, again, it, it's it's the punk records that, opened the door for me as well, really. Like, Dad had bits and pieces, didn't he? You know, sort of, yeah. like we said before, like, you know, best best punk album in the world and all that. So we knew bits, bits and pieces, but like... They were mine, those, those CDs. Oh, well, fair, fair enough. Yeah, so um, I don't think Dad was really into the punk stuff. I mean, no. Obviously, he knew the stuff was mine, but he was very much into, like, the hard rock and, like, Queen. I know he liked Deep Purple and mm. stuff like that. And obviously, if it was played on the radio, I'm sure he... Yeah, you know it, but I wouldn't describe Dad as a punk punk rocker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this this to me more so probably a generational thing. This screams full punk to me. This yeah. is like this is it. This is the era of punk that sets it all off for me. And also for me, this is like the second wave of my own music. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I sort of got had my entry into guitars, which was uh, like guitar-based music, you know, which we've spoken about on it before. Mm. It's like Guns N' Roses and that sort of thing, and that was always sort of like like fed down a little bit. It was it was yeah. about, and I latched onto it. But then I found the grunge stuff. Mm. I found Nirvana and Pearl Jam, and that was mine. And then this was very much mine as well, rather yeah. than my mate's big brother. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. This is what I go to. If I think of punk, this is what I think of. Yeah. F- fuck the old boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my, I, I think I've told this story before, but played a gig with, um, there's quite a lot of old punks there. And I, I just like to wear my Green Day t-shirt just to be a bit annoying. <laughs> you know? Um, and similarly to what you were saying, like this is probably, again, it's like generational thing, but like this is probably one of the first 
of the bands that I kind of got into, sort of not really off my own back, but do you know what I mean? Sort of like I remember being into this. To be honest, I remember getting bullied at school because I had a Green Day sticker on my one of my books. But then, you know, five years later, they've all got them and fuck them. <laughs> I will also say that this is like uh, quite a few of these records that we're going to talk about tonight are ones that are on regular rotation still yeah. for me. Yeah, definitely. And we all know I'm the dirty, greasy grunger, and that's my wheelhouse. Mm. Nowadays, I'm more likely to go back. If I want something with a bit of kick in it, I, I'll go back to some of this stuff. Yeah. Or I'll go back to that sort of post-punk replacements, pixies, yeah. that sort of stuff. Like, what are you smiling at? Ted's has just come in. He's been out, and he's, uh, I think, I think he's had his hair dyed. Come in here, Ted's. Let's have that. Can I see? Hair. Oh, nice. Come here. Is it your sweet drunk, Rob? No. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Tell him I said that. I will. <laughs> yeah, these are, the, these are the records that I listened to. Like A lot of the records I mentioned to you today, I've listened, I would have listened to in the last two weeks, regardless of what we were doing tonight for the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... And once again, this is going to be a process to narrow down like a whole scene, if you like, into a few records. Yeah. And um, which will get their own shows over the next couple of months. And I can probably pick, I could probably name the five we're going to fall on. I could have done it three weeks ago. And it, and it's probably the obvious ones. And we might be being a bit basic, yeah. um, but we will touch on some other massive records. Some that main, you might not think are, in the scene, but I think they will sit nicely alongside each other on a mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. I think I've got at least one record that we're going to be like... fight fight me over, will mm-hmm. you? Potentially, yeah. We'll right. see how it goes. Um, we did do a similar show for the 1977 wave, so make sure you check that one out. Mm-hmm. And as usual, if you want to put us right or suggest anything we missed, um, give us a shout on our social media, which is at Records and Bands. Probably on, that's on Instagram, and I think it's a, I think it's the same everywhere else. Yeah. Um, some of you, our dear listeners, have already been in touch with some suggestions. Mm. So Aaron Lewis, who's a friend of our fourth chair, Jamie, yeah. mentioned the uh, massive album Smash by The Offspring. Yeah. And the equally, I don't know if I, I probably not equally as massive, but certainly the equally as important Punk and Drublick. Yeah. 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 Again, as on the last show for 1977, Society Owes Me a Gen X podcast, they recommended um, The Descendants. So mm-hmm. they didn't specify which album, but as they made their comeback with Everything Sucks in 96, I'm going to count it as yeah. this one. Because that's a really, really good album. Yeah, it is a good record. Yeah, yeah. And the chaps over at Verse Chorus Verse said that if Bad Religion don't get a mention, there will be a riot. Hmm. Okay. Do we want to upset them straight away or later? <laughs> um, I've got a couple as well, actually. So I reached out to a couple of people um, and some people got back in touch, which is nice of them. So I've got quite an interesting list from Nathan. Yeah, so Nathan is balls deep in this stuff. This, well, is, this is this is him. This is completely Nathan. This sort of... So Nathan is the bass player in your punk band? Yes, yes, yeah. My very old friend, Nathan... He, we, we've I think got... I, we've known. I think I've known. Nathan, well, we've known Nathan since he was about three. Or yeah, yeah, we? yeah. Um, so Nathan come up with a list. One really interesting pick, and a couple of really obvious. Well, I won't go into them completely now um, because they'll probably come up as well. But yeah, Punk and Drublick was mentioned as well by Nathan, and then 
Scott again from the band mentioned White Trash, Two Heaves and a Bean, the No oh, Effects right, the record. Other the was other. That, what was that? 97, 96. Yes, something like that. But that's really good. That's got like Bob and sticking in my eye on it and stuff like that. Um, Liza and Lou, which is one of the great, oh, yeah. is great that not punk the, records. No, that's the one before punk. That's 93, isn't it? Oh, is it? I'm, th- I'm thinking of Heavy Petting Zoo. Oh, like, that's you might. I'm yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I feel a little bit like. Um, not going to go into it too much because it's on the previous episode, but um, we might have a little bit of a what came first, what's better discussion coming right. up potentially with, okay. with a few of the few records on here. That one being a good case, you know, I think White Trash, though know, we've, we've said is, is first, but I don't think it's as good as Bunk and Drublick, and I don't think it's as important in inverted commas just to give away my first pick of the yeah, list. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's what I've got back from about the 90s. So earlier on, I said I could probably name name the five records to come out of this. Like, if you said to me, name the best five records from that 95 yeah. wave, I'd say Dookie. Yeah. Out Come the Wolves. Yeah. Smash. Yeah. Punk and Drublick. Yeah. And Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. It's, it's four out of five. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um... So you wouldn't go with Stranger Than Fiction then? It's on my long list. It's on right. my honorable, and it's very, it's very close. But the record that I've gone for instead is less than Jake's "Hello Rock View." Right. See, I don't know that one. Yeah, it's a great album. It's really good, and it's like, um, it feels different to the rest because it's obviously it's a Scar record, but it's really, really good. It, and it, it, it did make my list, but there may be room for both, which yes, we will yeah, get, I think into. We'll get into that. Should we just get, go through them quickly then? So Smash, Smash was released by The Offspring in 1994 on mm-hmm. Epitaph. Yeah. And that is still, I believe, the biggest selling indie record of all time in America. Right. And that really kicked the door open for everything else. A lot of this stuff was going on for a long time before. I think like the first No Effects album was 89. Oh yeah, the early No Effects, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure Bad Religion had been going since about 84 mm. maybe. Yeah. You know, but yet I don't care what anyone. Is. Everyone talks about Dookie being a massive record. It was Smash that kicked the doors in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give you it, that. It yeah. really was. And I'm not saying that Green Day jumped on the tail, tailcoats or anything. I think it was it was all part of the part of the scene, if you like. But hmm. I think Smash was the record that made the money that was able to be spent on a lot of these other bands that came behind them being on epitaph look yeah. at all the records that, like all the other records that come out in the next i mean nearly 30 years on epitaph none of that happens without smash no and going back even further none of that happens about bad religion does it no no, well, no you know which is why I'm a bit Gurritz, missed, isn't it? But... and that's just just a t- and, and i i do agree uh, smash is a like unbelievably good record yeah, yeah, well, a... yeah 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 it's not just the money side of it no, is it no. it is a real yeah it's stonking um, start to finish i don't think it's and just... it goes really quick it's yeah. like bang and like there's not a bad track the sequencing of it is brilliant yeah. it just flows and all before you know it it's done mm. again not to necessarily to have a pissing contest but i think i prefer ducky to be honest, but that's just because right. I love Green Day. But, you know, that's by the by. Um, I just wanted to touch on um, the the epitaph thing and the Bad Religion, because obviously, like, Bad Religion got one of the big bands who got labelled as selling out, didn't they? 
major label. Yeah. But what people forget is that Bad Religion sold out, again, inverted commas, so everyone else could make it, you know, and like, um, and Bad Religion aren't a band I'm, I, I like them, but they're not like one of my real go to bands, right. but like, respect the hell out of them. Do you know what I mean? They are one of the great bands. And another band will come on to as well, you know, Rancid. Again, don't make it without, without Epitaph, probably. And subsequently, Hellcat and all this sort of stuff. I've told the story so many times about seeing Bad Religion in a tent because it felt like, a, you know, in 1998 mm. at Redden Festival and with however many other people were there. It's not, it's not important that... It's not like I was there in the free trade hall in Manchester to see the Sex Pistols yeah. with 12 other people that yeah, we all yeah, formed yeah. bands. It's... It was a proper moment. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I felt privileged to see them, even though mm. it was just another gig on the tour and they've been playing for nearly twenty years at that point in but it was just like I'm probably not gonna get to see Bad Religion again. Well, yeah, I, I get what and, you mean. A friend of mine, and, Bill, saw him last year or this year, and he said this very similar things. Yeah. You know. Like it just felt like one of those you know when like Kim I've said before about Dave come up to me and said, Oh, motorhead are touring we should go mm. and i was like oh it's not really my cup of tea and he's like yeah but it's motorhead isn't it it felt felt the same like if you for, for <laughs> your punk credentials to have seen bad mm. religion and mr christmas song over there they've got one of the greatest christmas albums of all time it's pretty good to be fair you know with their um and it's called christmas songs isn't it i think it is yeah yeah, yeah. so should we put christmas songs in this yeah why not <laughs> no, sorry yeah so i i think it goes like saying that Smash goes on the list. Yeah? yeah. Just to get back to where we started, I agree. Now, this is interesting, right? So, Ducky is, was a gimme for me. You know, yes. No brainer. Now, Nathan didn't have it on his list. Right. He went for Insomniac. Is that an age thing? I, I'm not sure. Possibly. That was, what was that? that was, what was that? 96? It was, it, I'm not sure exactly. 96, 97. But yeah, it's the album that follows. Yeah, uh, it's actually '95. Sorry, just looking oh, right. it up. Well, that's um, the album that put me off Green Day. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so Nate says that he likes the the darker tone of it. Right. Well, that's he... the last. That was the last Green Day album I bought. Mm. So that says a lot about me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he would would say that obviously Ducky is you know is what is Ducky, but yeah, he he gets you put Insomniac, and however that's because he thought everyone else would would have Ducky, if you know what I mean. But I like Insomniac, good record. Like '86 is probably Green Day's mm-hmm. one of Green Day's best songs. Stuart the Avenue's great, but it's I I I would disagree with him here. I, I think yeah. you know I don't think you can have a '94 list without without Ducky. To be no, honest, no. So yeah, the other one, the other one again that, that comes up is again Nathan and Scott, who I spoke to about this. Um, Nathan wanted Let's Go on there right. instead of Out on the Wolves. That was his. He he did have both on his list. Is he growing a silly moustache? Is he gone full hipster? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think he's got a soft spot for it because I think he spent a summer, back to our summer records discussion, he basically spent the summer in his bedroom learning to play Let's Go, back to front sort of thing. I think Let's Go is a very, very, very good record. but I think It's not Icon on the Wolves, though, I is it? I think it's a great record. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Again, start to finish. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, was yeah. Was it eighteen tracks, nineteen tracks, oh, something like that? It's long, and isn't it? But it's, well, it's not long. It's it's got all the choruses. It's it's just mm. yeah. It's so, an iconic album, I think. It, for, for like for for 
people our age are mm. into this sort of, you know, it's you iconic. Know, yeah, and you, you think about all everything that goes with it, you know, all the, you know, Madonna supposedly contacting them to sign up, and, you yeah. know, and all this, and they say no, and, you know, they forever say no, and, you know, then you get Hellcat, and, yeah, I, I think as as great a record as Let's Go is, like, I feel a little bit like we, we spoke before about sort of the Clash's first record and then London Calling. Thing like you know, let's go is earlier, and it's perhaps because yeah, let's go is also the first one with Lars, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah so which is obviously like, a moment in it's itself. All, it, it's kind of like ranted Mark One first. Yeah. That, do you know what I mean? Yeah, proper yeah, yeah. Ran, proper ranted almost. Although that first record is yeah has, has its moments, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I've got I had them both to be honest, but I think I might need to make a bit of room somewhere, um, yeah. and then. I had Punk and Drublet because it's great. It's yeah, brilliant. Got that. Top to bottom. Yeah, so, so, so the odd man out for me from your list is Hello Rock View. Um, yeah, so, so you've gone with Less Than Jake, is that? So my my five are Punk and Drublet, Outcome the Wolves, Hello Rock View, Ducky and Smash. And I would, I would swap Hello Rock View for Stranger Than Fiction. I, I can live with that, I suppose. But... Just about... <laughs> I have a, I do have a solution. Yeah, we haven't long ago done Ducky as a album, mm. uh, as an episode all on itself. So rather than repeating ourselves, well, yeah, we can make this a list of six. Yeah, and we can keep Hello Rock View on there if as well. If you're happy to bend the rules, I'm more cause... than happy to do that. And then because it's a really good album, it's really yeah, good. I, I'll check it out, and then if I don't know if you, if you've got a mate that can come and talk about it, I have Nathan, have... but he's miserable, yeah. isn't he? Oh, right. <laughs> so. So now we've got our top six nailed down. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we just talk quickly about Stranger Than Fiction? Because we haven't really yet. Yeah. That's... So Stranger Than Fiction mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's a brilliant like, record. It's so, like, I think it probably does. It probably is a bit saggy towards the end. Yeah. Because I, I think I had a copy of it on tape. And it finished on 21st Century Digital Boy. And then when I got the CD, it had News from the Front and Markovian Process. Ah, uh, right. Yes, yeah. Either that or I had it on tape because I taped it from someone and the tape wasn't long enough and it missed the two mm. songs off. That could well have been a yeah thing. But you've you got Tim Armstrong on there on television. Yeah. And that's really good. The title um, track is incredible. Yeah, in it. The yeah. bass line on that. Yeah, yeah. It goes for days. Like, yeah. Infected. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good tune. Incomplete. Play, leave mine to me. Strange the Tiny Voices is good. Inner Logic. Sorry, Inner Logic uh, is the one yeah, that I love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tama Tans in Business Suits. Mm. That one. That's singing on there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Inner Logic is probably my favourite track on that album. And um, Better Off Dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I just think it's a really good one. Really, really good record. And. That that's another one that I put on regularly, regardless of what I yeah. That's on regular rotation for me, and it is one of the few albums that I always listen to start to finish. Yeah. Do you think it's Bad Religion's most accessible record? Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah, it's their light, yeah. like feels like it's their lightest, yeah. doesn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I really like it. It's, it's probably I you know, if I'm going to listen to a Bad Religion record, it's going to be that. Again, they got punkier records, haven't they? Like Suffer, I suppose. Mm. That's that's quite like No Control's good as well. Yeah, but yeah, that's it's the one that got me into them. Like it's 
you know so it's that you always have a soft spot for these records it like the first records you hear mm. of a band so yeah that's that's interesting like uh, i think probably misses the, the cut off certainly for this but for if we go on to do a a, t- a 2000s like nathan always says that he really likes warning the, the green Day album warning right which is odd here's my cat um but he he says like if he hadn't heard it when he heard it he wouldn't like it right. you know what i mean it was the first like green day album he heard properly like start to finish and loved it because it was different and you know it was green day and then he's got like they like said he's got a soft spot for it you know he's, he, but he says now if if he had heard it now he wouldn't wouldn't like wouldn't like it um i i to be honest bad religion for one of the great punk bands i don't really know much of their work right. i don't know what that is i think it's because probably listen to like the offspring and green day a lot more than them i suppose right. maybe and, and, and rancid obviously but yeah strange and fiction is a very very good record and i don't feel you could have a list about the 1994 like we called it epitaph punk without yeah. bad religion off the back of off the epitaph label you get hellcat which mm. is tim armstrong's subsidiary yep. Yeah, is 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 Fat Records? Is that a? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, again, happy to be wrong, but uh, Punk and Drublicks on Epitaph, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's stuff comes out later on Fat Records, mm. isn't it? So, well, that's it. It's it's Bad Religion, quote unquote, selling out. Yeah, but taking everyone with them, and you know, and suddenly everyone's getting paid. You know, which is like, and that's the thing. That's the other thing about this this era of of punk for me is that like so many of those bands were deemed to sort of sell out during this period. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Green Day being the obvious example, and then you've got Rancid who resisted it and all that. But I, I personally don't, I don't, I don't believe that Green Day, you can say that Green Day sold out because the records are the fucking same. Do you know what I mean? It's not, there's no real discernible change between Kaplunk and Ducky. They just get better at it, I think. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if they, mm-hmm. they suddenly completely change to get signed. They're still Green Day. It still sounds like Green Day. If anything, the, the change comes afterwards with, with Insomniac. Um, after after Insomniac. Sorry. When yeah. you get on to like, um, is it Nimrod? Yeah, yeah. And then Warning and yeah. that, yeah. Just on Rancid, Rancid are in, mm-hmm. they're definitely one of my top three bands. Yeah, probably in mine too. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and, and as, as weird as this is going to sound, is Pearl Jam, Ben Folds and Rancid. <laughs> it's an odd list, isn't it? It is, isn't it? But... <laughs> I often say about Ben Folds, he has, has all the feels, mm. you know, but Rancid do nothing but make me smile. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. Uh, yeah. Um, they might not be the force they were, but I don't think that really matters. No. Like, not. I don't think it matters at all, to be honest. Tim Armstrong. And again, like... we always talk about runs of free records, don't we? But let's go, out come the wolves in, life won't wait. Yeah. Perfect trilogy. Yeah. And like Indestructible a few years later, I know again that's quite accessible, isn't it? But brilliant album. Some brilliant tracks on that. And you got two France of two thousand in between. Oh yeah, cool. Which yeah, is yeah. like which is a such a good album. And they're still sort of going now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, still putting bits and pieces out. Like Tim does a lot of lot of stuff under his Tim Time Bomb. Yeah, there's always there's moniker. like five hundred he does he just releases tracks here and there, he, doesn't yeah, he? And I think they... I think he did a year where he did it released a song a day, I think was Bloody his yeah. sort of because I was... found that um, how the Grinch, Grinch stole Christmas song. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So quickly, tell me about Less Than Jake. 
And then we'll have a bit of a no effect chat. Yeah. So less than Jake, why I think they're important. Um, I think they're again a really good fun band. I think they're you know and I think I saw him at Reading one year. They, he's got the bass low deck real low yeah, down and yeah, the, he's got yeah. all the dreadlocks. And, yeah. yeah, I think um I think they've got a little run of records as well. You talk about trilogies, think like Hello Rock View, um, into Borders and Boundaries and then Anthem, which are three really, really strong records. Um, like Pez Core before it's pretty good. Um but yeah, like this has got this album. It's I look. It's actually a little bit later, but it's got like um, all my best friends and metalheads on it. You probably heard that. Um, yeah, the so. losing streak. There's a losing streak on it. Uh, there's a few. Yeah, there's there's. It's just a really good album, and it's quite. Um, it's for me. It's quite important because I quite like that sort of scar punk stuff, and it's really good. And I thought as well, it was a a bit of a left field pick in terms of style. Because obviously these the ones that we've picked ranted aside probably are quite straight punk albums, aren't they? Um, mm. Yeah, punk and drublet a bit different, but like, yeah, it's just that different kind of different side to it a little bit. Yeah, and speaking of no effects, like they do sound they like their sound is different to yeah all the others, and he it's just like obviously his voice is very distinctive, but just the speed at which they play everything, mm. even their ballads are the yeah like, yeah could you imagine this like we were saying um on the other episode about the first clash album sounding slow yeah could you imagine this into no effects and then putting that on it mm. yeah like i know they're distant cousins but they yeah, yeah, yeah related just yeah from speed point of view there's a lot more metal isn't there to no effects yeah. you know in like the the riffs and the lead playing there's a lot more you can see there's there's almost like I don't know I don't really know the history of no effects but you almost feel like there could be a turn like in an alternative universe there's no effects the metal band rather than no effects punk band, band. Like, yeah, 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 yeah yeah um and punk in Drublik is it's an absolute masterpiece yeah I, like, I'll be honest I don't know no effects that well Steve used to listen to them all the time yeah but like this one um what did you say white trash two heaps in a bean yeah heavy petting zoo. Yeah, SMN SNM Airlines was that was the first one, was it, or the earlier one? Was it? That's earlier again. Yeah, yeah. and then Ribbed was one. Ribbed, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, Punk and Drublet was for me was the best one. It's, that's when I, I, I sorry, so long and thanks on. for all the shoes is the other one yeah, in the nineties. Oh, well, right, that's yeah. good. That's a good record. Yeah, um, but yeah, like you go like your linoleum, you know, mm-hmm. which is just oh, hang, yeah, which is an unbelievably strong track, you know, it's just, it's really good. And it's got stuff. Is the bru- the bruises on it as well. Isn't the it? bruises on it. Um, it punk alone. guys on it. Leave it alone. Yeah. Um, don't call me white is on it. Please play the song on the radio. Is that yeah. on there Please as well? Please play the song on the radio. Yeah. That's, uh, actually, that's not on here actually. No, it's not that's on them. Thick at all actually. No, yeah. no, that's on white trash. To yeah. Been. Um, but yeah, brilliant. And then you've got like Rico towards the end. And do you know what I always remember this record for? Oddly. And I think it's probably probably my favourite hidden track. It's got it's got him all at the end messing around doing all the different um impressions. Oh right. Of yeah, going yeah, yeah, like yeah. he does like you Sam you Sam and it's like that guy's more a punk than me. And all yeah, that. That's right. yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant little bit at the end. Um Yeah, because they do punk guy and he does that. Um That's right, yeah. Which is a great tune. But yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's a brilliant record, and it yeah. is for me. And this is something I've always preferred. Like 
rancid, no effects are, are the main two, I suppose. But like you label them as a punk band, but there's a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've, and to be fair, going back, I feel the same about the Clash. You know that you can hear other influences oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah, them, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, and you know there's some really, really good no effects stuff. Some pretty average no effects stuff as well. To be fair. But like but they're I've, prolific, aren't they? It's like yeah. here's an album. Oh, didn't you like it that much? Don't worry, there'll be another yeah, one. Six yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but yeah, Punk and Rublick is is an absolute ripper of an album. You know, it's got oh, and Laurie Myers on it in the second half is one of the great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, it's terrible, and I, I do appreciate that I should do better. But um, it's got a female vocalist on her on it, and I, I don't know her name, but me and Nathan we always refer to her as Laurie Myers. You oh, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I know, I know that's not her name. I know I should do better to to um, credit her, really. Um, but yeah, we always refer to like, oh yeah, what else does Laurie Myers do? Sort of thing. And it's a great track, and her vocals on it are sensational. Um, it's, she's not even credited on the on the website. Not in the line notes or anything? No. no. Um, um, did you uh, have any on. other Kim Shattuck? Actually, I take it back. Oh, Kim Shattuck. Why do I know that name? She was. No, I know someone else called Shattuck off a different podcast. Ah, uh, she was uh, the singer for punk band The Muffs and the Pandoras. Oh, um, okay. she, oh interestingly, she served briefly as the bass player for the Pixies. That's <laughs> probably where I've heard it from. Yeah, then, actually, yeah, randomly. So yeah, I, so... I, I do know a Brian Shattuck or a Ryan Shattuck. Ah, okay. Another podcast as well. Um, oh, did you hang have on. Any... Sorry, and sadly, she passed away in 2019. Oh. Oh. So Kim Shattuck, we barely knew the apologies. Yes. Um, did you have any anything else that kind of got close to making the list? Uh, I've got one that came close and one that I wanted to mention. Yeah, so go on then. just for I've novelty, got, I've got an absolute essay of. Oh, okay. I've Let me get my two out of the way quickly yeah, 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 then, because yeah, yeah. I I don't reckon. So I don't even know if it really fits, but I kind of feel that they should fit, even if it doesn't. I've got Scream, Dracula, Scream, Rocket from the Crypt. Oh, Rocket from the Crypt. Yeah, just I because it, it's, it's that like, era. Yeah. It's a bit different, but it's it's you know. Yeah, and what was that? Ninety six. The record. other. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And then the other one I've got, which I was surprised how early it was, but it's just a record that a lot of good memories to because me, Ben, and Sam used to love it. And that's Lagwagon's Trashed. Oh, right. Okay. Which is brilliant. It's like, I'm... So where would you find like these bands like this and Jake and Lagwagon? Where they've been on like those Punkarama yeah. CDs? Yeah, Punkarama, like Fat Records. Give them the boot and yeah. all those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, see, that's another, that's another legacy of... Um, of those sorts of bands who we've spoken yeah. about, like, you know, like you think, give them the boot, fat music for fat people. Yeah. Um, what was the other one we said? Sorry. Um, Punkarama. And then there was like moving forward, and... there was another round of golf for golf records, which had a lot of like stuff, the British stuff that we found. But yeah, a lot of it would have been, been from yeah. that. And, you know, Lagwagon aren't a band that I, I love this one record and the rest kind of all right. Few yeah, big I think I, saw, I think I might have seen them. Well, did they play at Leeds? And yeah, at Leeds, probably. Yeah, yeah, they were always like a walk tour or yeah. lock up stage sort of favorite. But yeah, that was the one that came close. And but it just doesn't. It, that feels like a quite. A, uh, you know, I love that record, but it's yeah. not quite the the. So I've of... I've got a few that kind of I would have been listening to around the same time. So I kind of chucked them all into the same. Yeah, melting pot, if you like, um, and obviously there's a, quite a lot of 
really, it's quite a rich pool then mm. for me, like the, the mid nineties, certainly American stuff. Um, but I've got white light, white heat, white trash by social distortion. Right. Yeah. But Not I think a lot familiar. of their stuff was, a lot of their stuff was earlier that, or a lot of their really good stuff was a bit earlier, but that's the record that came out yeah. at that time and got me into them. And then I went back and found them. Um, so I wanted to mention that one. Um, maybe a bit too late for this. Uh, let's face it, Mike, Mike Bostones. Yeah. That's 97, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a really good record. It's got the Rascal yeah. King and the impression that Yeah, I was yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it troubles the list, to be no, honest. No, 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 no. These these were just sort of things that yeah. might be on the same mixtape or yeah. you know, oh, yeah, putting yeah, one yeah. after the other. Yeah. Uh, Weezer's Blue Album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not necessarily punk, but it's of that scene of that time mm-hmm. and I I was also thinking of the um the first big but really the second Everclear album Sparkle and Fade. Yes, that's yeah, 95. Yeah, yeah. I don't think again that's something else I don't think would have been pushed to the fore if it wasn't for the Green Day offspring mm. yeah. explosion the previous year. Sublime. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz that that Santeria track was massive. Yeah, huge. That's yeah, yeah. Absolutely everywhere couple of hardcore-ish sort of bands um scratch the surface by sick of it all uh yeah that was actually that that was in my thoughts it didn't i didn't write it down but yeah yeah, yeah. and i obviously i've mentioned it quite a few times on here but um mantra by shelter oh yes yeah, That's yeah, yeah. really really good mm. record i really like that and then i've got two others which i don't know Tragic Kingdom by no date was a massive record <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. i know a lot of it was off of the off of don't speak the ballad but it's a really good record yeah yeah no I, I i see yeah, it, yeah it makes sense i just um and one that i when i think of that that time that era i always think of the beastie boys ill communication yeah 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 and like because when it goes punk it goes proper punk yeah absolutely and yeah even like their standard fare still feels that like you could listen to get it together after junkie man couldn't you you could, yes, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, that, and that's kind yeah. of how I felt. So I, I, I felt that I really wanted to mention the Beastie Boys so they don't get mentioned enough, even though like they started off with that sort of, um, I don't know, rock rap style mm. with Fight for Your Right, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, and then they moved away from it. This feels like a melding of the ways from that. Well, even before new... that, weren't they basically like almost a hardcore band? Well, yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, like, in their yeah. early conception, like... yeah. But I think they need a mention, and that's the album that was '94. I think was it mm. communication? And it's yeah, '94. Really yeah, it's, it's a brilliant it's, record. Yeah, it's my go-to Beastie Boys record. Um, it wouldn't make a punk list, but it might make a best records in 1994 list. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, maybe even the best record of the '90s list, or top yeah, ten. I yeah, probably. Yeah, it's it is, me, it's like, a really good record. Um, and I think um, I remember Jukesy rapping along to it. <laughs> I think well the, well, the last line of every sentence. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. I think um, what I find interesting again about the general punk discussion is that, like, sorry, um, it sounds really like really shit, but like, um, what really open if when you open your mind and you open your ears to other things, you discover there's so much more to punk music than mm-hmm. what you kind of think it is. Yeah, like. That Beastie Boys record is pretty much is like a punk record, and there's one that one that's come up in, when we were talking about it, and it doesn't fit, and it doesn't fit either. Our previous episode doesn't fit this because of the timing, but 
and it doesn't fit really because of like what it is. But like, you can't you can't sit here and tell me that Straight Outta Compton isn't a punk record, for example. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, or you, um, it takes Nation of Millions to hold us exactly. Track. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think or stuff by Tribe Called Quest or yeah. Arrested Development stuff like that. It's just, it it it's it's come out of similar places. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Different causes to get to a similar effect. Yeah. If that's as diplomatic as I can put it, because I'm not trying to equate one with the other. No, no, but, it, but... it's it's that like you know if if uh, again... so me and Mike were talking about um um Mike your drummer we yeah. were talking about how obviously he's a teacher up in middle of the nowhere where, where you are. Yeah. Okay. I live in a seaside coastal town and we were talking about how we all know about inner city deprivation mm. and that's a, a re- reported thing, but there's also rural deprivation yes. and there's yeah. coastal deprivation mm. and they're all different problems that lead to the same outcome or to similar outcomes. Yeah. And I think a lot of the stuff that certainly some of the early punk bands were singing about, mm. and then obviously that like Rancid and Bad Religion and the more politically aware bands yeah. of that time were singing about. Well, to be fair, even Green Day, yeah. you know, he's singing about his bisexuality mm. on on Ducky. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you know, there's all of that. But it's um, given with due, like, and then. Obviously, those bands that are, or bands, groups, rappers, mm. hip hop artists, your NWAs, your Public Enemies, Ice Ts, yeah, even to some point, if you like, you know, Tupac and Biggie, and, yeah, yeah, you know, it all comes from similar places, even though yeah. it's got there on a different route, different track, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, like, I'm just trying to be really. No, no, that, that, <laughs> no, no. I know what you mean. I get, I get it. Yeah, and it's like people like to boil punk down into sort of like rebellion and sort of like going against, you know, anti-estat and all that sort of thing. I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but yeah, then, yeah. I think it's more about inclusivity than mm. it is about, um, cause I had a lad come up to me and go, uh, Oh, you're into punk. You must be an anarchist like me. And I'm like, no, cause anarchy is fucking stupid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, if you're breaking down the fabric of society, what are you going to do when your daughter gets poorly? Yeah. Yeah. Because, Anarchy means there's no hospital for you to take it mm. to. We, you know, there's a mass, massive difference between socialism, yeah, and anarchism, and like this whole, the whole. And do you know what? I think that might be the difference between Johnny Rotten and Joe Strummer. Yeah, for, yeah. For, and this probably won't make the edit for this one, but that's like the like I was saying that Joe Strummer writes about what he sees going on around him in the hope to change it. Yeah. Johnny Rotten writes about how the things going on around him affects Johnny Rotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, no, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Um, and I, I, I think that punk has a habit of we've spoken about mentioned before, like gatekeeping, and like I think the the bands that don't gatekeep with their styles and the bands that allow other things in are the bands that not only last but the bands that really make a difference. Like I think about you know like. Bands like, you know, other bands from this similar era, like, so like Lagwagon are probably a good example. Uh, Pennywise. I know Pennywise are very, like, sort of anti-establishment, but, like, they all sound... V- and, again, I'm not the biggest fan, so, you know, 
feel free to at me if I'm wrong. I've seen Pennywise a couple I've of seen, times. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're and, a good band. Like. But like, they probably sounded the same in 1990 as they did in 2000. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of dies away a little bit. But I think bands who do let in other styles, they're the bands that grow and they're the bands that kind of matter. And I think I think that is something that all bands could could, you know, would benefit from. And I think you're right to include bands like the Beastie Boys in this discussion because, like, it's pretty punk, those words. Do you know what I mean? Just because yeah. there's not all loud guitars, there's not all shouting and spitting. It's, it's like, it's incredibly it's like good. hardcore song. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, even Root Dane, which is, you know, it, it's a hard rap song. Mm. But it yeah. sits alongside it. If, if Sabotage, if you like, which is straight ahead 4-4 rock, really, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. If that can sit alongside Get It Together and Tough Guy, then Ill Communication can sit next to Right Come the Wolves. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Completely um, agree. A couple of things I was going to say. Do you think, you know how I always talk about um, like the grunge scene being part of a family because, you know, they all played in the same bands mm. together and, you know, they're all really tight knit. Do you get the same impression with this scene? Certainly like the West Coast scene, because obviously like Tim Armstrong was around Gilman Street where yeah. Free Day came out from. And not, I mean, they would have played together, wouldn't mm. they? And then obviously you get the Epitaph connection the, and the Bad Religion connection. And then on from that, you get like the Vans Warp Tour once it all exploded. Yeah. Everyone, they were always playing together. So do you think that helps in terms of it being a longer lasting scene, if you like? Yes, I do. Because I think... Compared to the 77? Yeah. I do, yeah, and I don't. I don't know as much about that earlier period as maybe I should, but I don't. But it does feel that there's a bit more all in it together about this '94 mm-hmm. scene, um, and a little bit less of like we can make, we can really do something with this. Whereas I think a lot of the '77 stuff is kind of a little bit like it's going to burn itself down, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and that's and that's kind of what a lot of them wanted, which is fair enough, you know. But it does feel that like. Bands like Bad Religion, Rancid, you know, no effect. Those bands who sort of then, uh, sorry to keep going about that, you know, they they have those offshoots, they have their label, and they they bring other bands with them. And like, you know, like an example of it now, like we know Snuff, right? The punk band Snuff, you know, oh, yeah, not yeah, that yeah. massive band, but No Effects toured in the UK, saw Snuff, and they signed them, and they Snuff are always playing with no with No Effects, and it's that kind of like. No one else is picking up snuff and taking them no, on tour no, with no. them, but no effect. And snuff are a great band, you know. Um, I wonder if they may might have actually should have been in and around this discussion somewhere. Could have been. Yeah. Um, What's that one album? There's one massive album, or well, not ma- massive for them? Uh, yeah, um, with um, the Bruce Willis song on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it called? Hang I on, I can't remember now. I was going to say something else as well. That I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, Numb nuts is, is the that's best it. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was 2000. So, yeah, you know, they were about around this sort of time, starting out. Yeah. Um, and also, it's like we mentioned Sick of It all earlier. Like, so they used to always do a thing that if um, if they was, if they got there early and everything got set up, they'll let their roadies go on and open for them before, <laughs> right, before yeah. the band. Um, so is it Toby Morse from H2O? You know the band H2O? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a straight edge hardcore band. Mm. So the, he used to roadie for Sick of It All. Ah, okay. And like his first gig was, we got ten minutes. Why don't you go on and do your song? Ah, uh, right, okay. Because they basically said, "Fuck it, go on." Yeah, yeah. Because it was part of that bringing each other up, mm. you know. Um, do you think this is as an important a scene 
for punk as that 77 wave yeah absolutely yeah i do i do and i think um i think it crossed the pond as well if you see what i mean that i think yeah these bands are as big in england as they are in america and i know like there's some crossover there obviously but like and again you might be it's not really uh um like I was thinking you get more of that these days because, you know, the world's a lot smaller now, isn't it? But I suppose the world was smaller in 94 than it was in 77, if yeah. you know what I mean. And, like, stuff is well, easier yeah, flights were cheaper and, and stuff yeah. like that. But, it? yeah, no, I do. And I think um, something that we, we might come on to um, when we do our third wave episode is that, like, there's quite a lot of longevity in these bands. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the bands that are sort of doing it now – or, sorry, are doing it in 94 – you know, they're still putting out really good work into the 2000s, whereas, like, a lot of the those earlier bands are, are gone by sort of yeah. the mid-80s, even the early 80s. Yeah. Again, I, I my my timings might be a little bit off there, but, yeah, it definitely feels that... Um, and this, this, again, could be a an impact on me as well, but, like, a lot of these bands, you know, apart from The Clash and, and Ian Jory, if I'm going to listen to something what I would consider a bit more old school punk. It's going to be this period. It's going to be Act yeah. of the Wolves. It's going to be Ducky. I'm not going to go and put... Like Machine and get Machine Gun Etiquette's a great record, but I'm not putting it on that often, to be honest. No, no, no. Um, and I think the impact on its popularity can't be understated as well, because by the time you get to, like, 2000, like, and into the... Two, like, you know, 2003, Green Day, the biggest band, and one of the biggest yeah, bands yeah. in the world, like... And I know there's there's a lot going on between '94 and then, but like, I think it, I think it sort of certainly for me and in my demographic, a lot of these bands popularize not just punk music but like guitar music, and sort of like once people kind of discovered a bit more about them, it kind kind of killed it off for a little while. I mean that that that's also perhaps a bit more towards the end of the century. But um, do you um? I think I've asked you this before, though, but do you think that we would have got this wave of great, great records? Well, no, no, we would have got the records. Would they? Have, would it have been such a massive wave, such a massive scene if Cobain hadn't killed himself? Uh, yeah, we spoke about do you, this, Do you we? think that like, Nirvana and the grunge would have dominated for a few more years and these re- records would have come out maybe to a lesser... Mm. almost like the the gap needed to be filled yeah well mm. there is that there is that what, what there's two two things one i wonder if like a fourth nirvana record would have come in out in 94 or mm. say 95 would that have just dominated absolutely right everything? yeah potentially so pe- people aren't buying smash yeah because they're buying they're buying the new nirvana yeah. record i don't know so do you think you know this is because it's, it's pretty much the same kids that are mourning Kurt Cobain are buying Green Day and are buying mm. Smash. Do you think it's like they needed something just a bit lighter after the yeah. shock of a suicide of a of a hero? Yeah, like? yeah. At, at, you know, to, it, it's it's the start of this wave. Is that like a reaction to Kurt's passing? Do you think? Um. Yes, potentially. And I suppose you, you've almost got, with such a shocking, impactful end, that it's almost like you don't want to go back and listen to those records yeah, because so you, you feel them. that, like, I can't listen to them. 
so you'd look for something new, perhaps. Yeah. It's and then you me a long time to listen to Soundgarden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Since Cornell before. passed away, yeah. it took me a few years to get, actually go back and listen to Soundgarden yeah. again. So, um, but yeah, it's an interesting point. I don't really know the answer. No, no I don't mean. Yeah, we, I don't mean we can know the answer, no. but it's just. It definitely feels, you know, compared to that sort of stuff, like you said. Light and a, and, a, and a bit more fun, almost. Yeah, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Like, but yeah, and I'm just wondering if whether the people buying the records were ready to have a little bit of fun mm-hmm. after a pretty dark period. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Don't know. Maybe I read too much into it. All the big these. topics on uh, records and bands. Yeah. <laughs> so over the next few months, our list of or over the next few months, the records we're going to be covering from this '94. Should we call it the Epitaph Wave? Uh yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so. Dookie is on the list, but as we covered it a few months ago, just yeah. before Christmas last year, we're yeah. not going to go over it again. Um, I don't mean there's anything left to be said than what's already been said. <sighs> yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, so over the next few months, look out for episodes about Smash by The Offspring, Rancid and Out Come the Wolves. What a record. The Pumpkin <laughs> Drublick from No Effects, Hello Rockview by Lesson Jake, and Stranger Than Fiction from Bad Religion. It's a good list. It's a strong that's, list. That's a stronger list than the 77 list. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Certainly for me. So if that floats your boat, listen, listen out for those. That'd be great. We've been Records and Bands. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook, Records and Bands. Uh, you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's pretty good. Tell your friends if you like it. Don't tell anyone if you don't. Hit us up on the socials, let us know where we've gone wrong, what we've got right, which won't be a lot, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Hey.